Hey, Cameron, have you ever heard of confinement? Um, uh, I don't think so. I'm thinking of something, and I don't think it's this. How about you, Gareth? Have you heard of confinement? No, I have not. Well then, let's walk down this rabbit hole together. Aww. Okay. Uh, just make sure you fill out your uh, find place uh, paperwork. Wait, what? Mom! <laughs> Mom! <laughs> Hello, friends of the podcast, and welcome to Inconceivable Media. I'm your host, Miles. And I'm Cam. And I'm Gareth. Yes, that is right. We have brought Gareth back for another lovely episode. And today, today we are looking at the show Confinement, done by Lord Bung. For those of you who haven't heard of it, this is a YouTube miniseries. It's an animation project based on the free use writing project known as SCPs, or the Secure Contain Protect Protocol. A little detail about this uh, fictitious organization is that it is a fictional foundation that exceeds all borders and works along with all governments to do so as their name states. Secure, contain, and protect the public from various anomalous objects, peoples, places, and events. We could talk about this organization for weeks, let alone the categorized items, peoples, places. From here on, we're just going to call them SCPs for short. But we're talking about this show instead, uh, unless you ask us to. Uh, let's just get back on subject with the show. So the series revolves around one SCP known as Connor. He is a 22-year-old male who grew up in the Foundation and does these experiments that the Foundation asks him to. Now, this series is a comedy, but SCP Foundation writing prompt is open. It's a mixture of horror, slasher, sci-fi, mythology, humor, romance, magic, everything. So if you want to learn more about it, please explore at your own risk. I know, Cameron, I know you have heard of SCPs before, but Gareth, have you heard of SCPs? Of course, as a true child of the internet, I went deep down that rabbit hole back when they were only like... 1800 scps that were even available and now the number is something absurd oh yes they've actually gone into multiple dimensions and uh alternate realities there's some of them where like humanity has subtracted a virus and they've convulsed into one giant fleshy organism it's insane <laughs> oh. um there's all sorts of these things i'm i can't even talk about them all well, I mean, that's the great thing about it being open, right? Is that anyone can write something and anyone can create a new SCP. Exactly. And you can even create new entire dimensions mm -hmm. based around them. So have either of you heard of this Lord Bung, the creator of this series? Not no. until you had introduced me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Well, much like Vixie Pop... Uh, hey, there's, a name I, there's a name I've at least heard of, though. Yes. She uh, made a video that I've definitely talked about a few times called Hell of a Boss or the Has, Has Been, Been Hotel, Hotel, which is one of my favorites. So Lord Bung goes by the pronouns they, them. They are an artist, creator, who makes their videos and posts them on YouTube and has a few different ways of collecting revenue from them via Patreon, ad revenue, and donations. They've also done some music videos and short films, one being about an hour and a half long. I have not seen that one just yet. But uh, 
Now that you guys have seen this, what would you say the parental guidance rating should be? Hmm. Uh, definitely not. Definitely not PG. PG. Um. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe closer to PG thirteen. I think honestly. Um. There's, and that's not because of the 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 graphical content in terms of the violence or anything. I feel it has more to do with language and just. Things that are spoken about and how they are spoken about. So, like Shrek. Because Shrek <laughs> had a lot of jokes that were definitely meant <laughs> for the adults. But let's see, what was Shrek rated by the Motion sure Picture Shrek Association was, of America? Pretty sure Shrek was PG or PG-13. I think Shrek was PG. <clears throat> yeah. But uh, personally, I would say that this could be like... 18 or not 18 um like 16 a oh okay like it does involve a lot of violence and a lot of uh very abstract information Mm -hmm. and it does require quite a bit of understanding i mean i wouldn't say that this is definitely a kid's show there's a lot of swearing in it and a lot of violence so uh would you recommend (laughs) this to others yes Mm -hmm. with caveats uh it's it's definitely the kind of series where Anyone that is deeply steeped in internet lore is going to get much more out of. And anyone that isn't familiar with SCPs or deep nerd culture is probably going to be a little confused by. But, I mean, it's one of those things where you don't need to be familiar with the source material if you have an open mind and also enjoy absurdist humor. If I would say that if you are familiar with creepypastas or if, I guess, you have had any run-ins with slender man then this is something that you'd probably enjoy or if you know people that are open to that sort of really weird type of movies stories if you if you are down for things that are just kind of wrong in a way and unsettling in that way then yes you should watch this fair (laughs) enough So now that we're going to go into spoiler territory, uh, so go check this gem out. It is free on YouTube. Let's hear that lovely swing tune, Anomalies. Anomalies! (laughs) So I couldn't help notice that your wonderful abode is planned with a capital B. So leave it to me, most definitely these bases are going to get erased and replaced with stuff from the wonderful corners of the map with two things scared to tap. How about that? Now you're listening soon, you're living in sparkling out of the park with anomalies. Anomalies? Yes, okay. It's time so, to get did you guys like that? Because I enjoyed that probably too much. <laughs> what, as in the whole series? Well, I'm talking about the intro. I love that song. I like my swing, man. Yeah, no. You should I know like this. <laughs> oh, no. Well, I like it. I like it, too. Okay, so uh, let's get on to the review. Now, Connor, at the time of this was starting, wasn't made a made SCP. He was a creation of Lord Bung. And as we find out, he has the anomalous ability of being immortal. Not like that Evanescent song, though. Mm. <laughs> when he's killed and his uh, spirit leaves his body, he comes back to life in a new body right beside his dead one. With all of his memories and his body in perfect health. Uh, The organization is happy to have him because this means they can use him instead of the D-class personnel to go do these experiments. They just don't need to train new recruits for the job. 
By the way, for those of you who don't know, because, I mean, there's a lot to understand with these. The D-Class personnel are criminals who are on death row that get offered to do a set number of jobs. And when they finish them, they get to live free. But they hardly ever actually manage to complete any of these jobs. Ah, Pretty much ever. It's like the Suicide Squad. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Except, you know, better. They're more personable. Oh, okay. Well, all right. (laughs) I think that's debatable, Miles, but all right. You know, they're more personable because it's not not DC Comics. (laughs) I can't. But let's let's not go into the fact how I'm Already dividing the fan base in half. That's okay. I, I dislike... I'm an equal opportunist. I hate Marvel and DC equally, so... No, I know exactly... And there goes the other half of the fan base. I know exactly where he's coming from, and I do not hold it against him. Let's not pretend even 1% of these listeners are Vertigo fans. (laughs) What about the Max? We'll get to that later. Anyways, let's go on to episode one. So, here we get to meet... uh, Connery meets a strange new SCP known as SCP-081, or the Cannibal. He's a Victorian manster, I guess I would say, uh, who has hands like feet of an elephant and loves to talk about badminton. What do you think about this way of introducing Connor? I didn't realize that Connor was the main character. (laughs) That's understandable. (laughs) I honestly thought that we were just going to be, it was just going to be about um, uh, the cannibal. And then next thing you know... We are spending all this time with Connor going back to his cell and getting debriefed and everything. And it's like, oh, well, okay. Okay, sure. Yeah, oh no, I don't have much to add there. It's just, it was... Yeah, I'm not sure. It was an interesting way to introduce him, since the way the series was written later on, it feels like anybody could have been the main character. Yeah, he was... Mm-hmm. We'll get into that in a bit later here. So, uh, do you think you could have done it better? Not by me. (laughs) I don't have the artistic talents or the creative mind to make a good, proper series. I'm of the middling intellect where I'm great at critiquing. (laughs) (laughs) This is why we like, this is why we love to have you on the show. (laughs) My middling intellect. (laughs) So, when you mean done better, you're referring to introducing Connor? Yes. Okay, then it worked as well as it needed to. Uh, nope, no, no notes. <laughs> Excellent. Well, then, in that case, let's carry on to the next episode. Uh, the next one is referred to as the Singing Forest. Connor gets asked to conduct an experiment to learn about the SCP-407, the Song of Genesis. Connor stands in a room and listens to this song and then gets turned into a forest. He also bumps into SCP-2427, a murderous robot. And uh, after some shenanigans, he ends up becoming Connor again and gets taken and questioned by the therapist that was on board. uh, That was Natalie Powers. uh, How he felt about the whole ordeal and why he tried to escape. To which he responded, he didn't want to escape. This was the SCP taking over his mind. And she kind of says to him that, like, it's okay that you wanted to escape. Like, I don't have to tell them this. To which he responds, he was kind of meh about the whole escape thing. (laughs) Now, what did you think about this episode, Cameron? And then Gareth? I thought this was 
a great episode. Um, honestly, if the entire runtime had just been the ever evolving forest and just this 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 biome that was just coming out because this song was kept playing, that would have been great because. I wanted to see more of the crazy shit that they were coming up with because the uh, the, the fauna that were starting to be created, I thought was fantastic. It was that right mix of this is really creepy, but this is still enjoyable, you know? Yeah. That song, the Genesis song, definitely got stuck in my head longer than I wanted it to. Ad infinitum. And now it just, uh, it just keeps going. And, and next thing you know, you're going to start sprouting, turn into a log. Oh, God. Um, well, at I, least... I do like, I, I did like as well, yeah, that process of just wild, explosive, short-term evolution. Oh, hey, we got trees. Oh, hey, we got little animals. Oh, hey, we got bigger animals that eat those animals. Oh, hey, we got humanoids. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. And then, as happened on our planet, too, once the humanoids get involved, things get weird. With an extra E. Suddenly they make their own mini nuclear reactors or something like that because they're just going through <laughs> the whole of evolution in We needed them. <laughs> so, uh, what did you guys think about Dr. Powers? No relation to Austin, as far as we know. Um... This is the therapist, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, I I guess she's different because it definitely feels like most of the other administration people are all assholes, and she is the one who isn't, which I suppose makes sense since she's a therapist. Makes sense. It, it, it is funny, though, because when you watch this series, it's supposed to be all about these scientists watching all of these SCPs but God, are these scientists bad at science? The amount of ethical <laughs> violations, the lack of any kind of oversight, no control group. Are the results even being monitored? Because half the scientists die by the end of the experiments anyways. These things are not generalizable. Oh, we did an experiment and a thing happened. Okay, can you do that experiment twice? No, not a good experiment. To be fair, though, SCPs kind of work that way in some cases where you can do the same thing over and over and get different results. SCPs can work that way. Science shouldn't work that way. Imagine if you turned on your car and it turned into a nuke. That would be a bad thing. You want to turn it on and have it do regular science things. Like I mean, burn hydrocarbons and make the ice caps melt. To be fair, I want my car to you do have, that. If you have a nuclear-powered car, though... You would hope that it does something nuclear-related, right? We have generated all the power for your car in eight seconds. I mean, come on. Enough power to make your car drive for two centuries. When your aircraft carrier is powered by a nuclear reactor, you better hope that, okay, that generally speaking, you don't turn off the reactor. My personal aircraft carrier. That I, that I park in my garage and Come take on, to work got... every morning. You put it right beside that uh, nice Indian 500 you have, that motorbike. <laughs> also nuclear powered? No, no, that one was powered by kerosene. Oh, thank you. Or whale oil. Good old whale oil. Uh, so, now let's carry on to episode three here. Connor and Mr. Pierce from Dingus. Still funny. 
who, who wants Connor to sit in while he strikes a deal with a robot known as SCP-1360 from the Anderson Robotics Company. Now, SCP-1360 is voiced by a person known as Volgan, a YouTuber who is very well known in the SCP area, having done quite the library of videos dedicated to the SCP project. Hmm. Have you heard of Volgan? No, I... I'm like I'm fairly familiar with the old SCPs that were written down, but I can't say I've ever looked up SCP videos until you showed them to me. Same, um, but I also will say that I don't actually know as much SCP stuff as I perhaps should. <laughs> you don't have to know <laughs> any. Let's there's a societal expectation <laughs> for at least this much SCP knowledge. No, no, no. But, and well, you are on the cusp. <laughs> Yeah, but you know, you know what I'm talking about. Bill. Unsatisfactory. Considering how online the three of us are, yeah. that I, that's what I mean. For the amount of stuff that I do know that probably is SCP stuff, I just didn't really know it was SCPs specifically yeah. until now. And so then it's like, oh, I have a feeling I could go back and find out and go, whoa, that was an SCP, and I just never knew. <laughs> I've, I've actually done that a couple times. But uh, Volgan has done these videos. They're more of like spoken vlogs, I guess you could say, where he says out the whole SCP article. Uh, he will change his voice when it comes to the uh, parts where they are talking as if... He or where he is talking as if he is the scientist and that. He'll even bring other female people in to do the female voices there as well. Uh, he does a really good job of this. I would say if you are looking to get into SCP stuff, check out Volgan's stuff as well. Okay. Uh, I don't know if he has anything on Spotify or other hmm. uh, streaming, what do you call it? other podcast stuff, but I'm pretty sure he does have some podcast somewhere. So if you have long drives, you can listen to these SCPs if you wanted to. Do you happen to know like, if he has a series and what it would be called? Well, he has a Vulgan series in YouTube, but yeah, I don't and know. Yeah, I found two videos. On Spotify? Or two things. Yeah, but they're very spread out. There's one from April 30th, 2019, and then one from today. Today? Whoa. Today. SCP-3125, the SKP. Oh, okay. Well, cool. look at that. Uh, <laughs> as of 2002-05-10, we can say that he has uploaded two things on 2022? Are we time travelers? Are yeah. we in an SCP right now? Yeah. He <laughs> could be. It's like, wow, we are t 20 years in the past. Cool. Uh, 22. Anyway, so uh, let's carry on here to the next episode. <laughs> episode 4, Connor goes on vacation. The Foundation huh. sends Connor to Nunavut to make contact with a girl in a giant iceberg, all because he is one-quarter Inuit, which means he is more native than I. This is culturally sensitive. Yes. He meets Dr. Marlowe's and the ventriloquist dummy that possesses the doctor, also known as SCP-174, and then meets Sana, who is the girl in the iceberg. Uh, what did you think about his trip away from the facility, Gareth? Uh, I'm surprised they even let him outside. Considering the fact this facility is obsessed with trying to keep everything under control, they like it's called SCP, Secure, Contain, Protect. I feel like sending one of your SCPs out to just hang out with a chick in an iceberg isn't really containing. So, yeah, I feel like they're already 
one third wrong. So technically, <laughs> I don't know if I would call this a vacation. <laughs> well, it's like when prisoners get supervised like leaves. Like you're not really in jail. Yeah, to I be, I'd agree. To be fair, though. Uh, the foundation does actually make the SCPs interact with other SCPs, which does sometimes mean they have to transport them. And in this case, let's be honest, Connor is a no threat to leaving. He's also not really a threat to society. That's very true. They don't necessarily need to protect the rest of the world from him because all he really can do is just... Not save, well, he can just save scum life. That's all he that that's his his power. Yes. <laughs> uh, what did you think about this, Cameron? I loved this. This episode is like extremely my shit. <laughs> oh, you're uh, learning some new lingo, are you? <laughs> what? <laughs> I've never heard you say that before. <laughs> that's probably because we haven't done anything that has made me want to actually say that truthfully. Fair enough. No, uh, um, we're getting street cam. Yeah, we're getting street this cam. This mass shit. What's your ish? <laughs> Are your eyebrows on fleek? Oh, God. Gonna yeet something across the room? Maybe I. Maybe this was a mistake. Millennials. But... <laughs> I mean, I have millennials <laughs> here. What the hell are I you talking about? Goddamn kids! <laughs> I had great confidence in saying it that I wasn't going to get these, <laughs> that I wasn't going to get these reactions from you guys. But apparently, I was wrong. <laughs> it's okay. We do it because we do it because we care. We um, we care about you, Cameron. One thing that I actually did like is the fact that the approach to uh, the portrayal of an indigenous culture was done tastefully. I found um, and also just everything about her whole her aspect of being an SCP again I'm just like oh yes these are this is this is what I would watch similar to what was going on with the, the song of Genesis those are the sorts of things where I would just be like just give me an hour of this and I'll just I'll just be absorbed completely so uh any comments about the other characters in this episode? Ventriloquist dummies are always going to scare me. Something about their freaky wooden faces and the artificially rosy cheeks. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, like when I was a kid, Chucky always scared me because that creepy little doll could hide anywhere. You go into the bathroom and suddenly some stupid little doll with a knife is going to come out and cut your balls off. Yeah, <laughs> dolls that are sentient freak me out. Fair enough. What about you, Cameron? You know, the dummy didn't really do a whole lot for me. It because you didn't have enough trauma in your childhood. Uh, perhaps, <laughs> maybe. I I definitely didn't watch any of the Chucky films growing. You know, this reminded me more of something out of Goosebumps. Now, not saying that Goosebumps didn't also perhaps scare me when I was a kid, but when I say Goosebumps, you guys all know what I'm talking about when I when I talk about the type of horror, right? And the type no, of scares. I, I have no idea what you're talking about, this like 90s reference to one of the most common books we'd ever find in Scholastics. That's what, what is that's, a Goosebumps? But that's what I mean. That's yeah. that's why well that's why I use it as a reference, because we've all probably read it's, it's a very culturally most relevant of those context. Books. 
I don't know if Europeans had goosebumps. Um, I th- little thing think, over there. I think goosebumps was somewhat popular over there, but anyway, they had a scholastic not. book. For uh, they, they were probably called squ- uh, swallow bombs, though. Uh, <laughs> Goose pimples. <laughs> Goose pimples. Yes. Uh, anyways, like, uh, like R.L. Stein is pretty well known around the world. So, uh, yeah, anyways. So let's carry on to episode five. <laughs> Connor meets with Miss Hilda to try to find a way to enter Salzburg. Connor meets up with a man who wields a sword named Lou Francis Patterson, also known as SCP-200-200. The sword is known as 200-1. And Lewis attempts to kill Connor, but it doesn't really go well. Uh, tell me, do you guys, do you think that this Lou character looks like your typical basement dweller? Well, actually, I have to tell you that as a proud member of the basement race, I'm a, I'm a peak physical specimen. You might not like it, but this is what peak performance looks like. <laughs> but yeah, no, classic basement dweller. Uh, I should know. I was one. Oh. Can you say like you're a reformed basement dweller? I saw the sun. I don't. I don't know. Nec- well, did they have a song about that? I saw the sun. Opened it opened up my eyes. I saw the sun. <laughs> it's all about dorks leaving their basement. More nineties <laughs> nostalgia. Yeah, technically uh, later two thousand or early two thousand. But anyways, no, I'm pretty sure that one was. Oh no, that was nineties. That's right. Yeah, Middle yeah, nineties, nineteen ninety five. Just like what the hell are you talking about, Miles? All right, you basement dwellers. <laughs> That's enough of so, nostalgia. I don't know if reform is necessarily the word that I would use. You just realize uh, you turned off your monitor is probably a better thing. And you went outside. You touched grass. <laughs> I went out to the great monitor in the sky. <laughs> technically, would that mean if you stop becoming a basement dweller and you take a shower, you're technically baptized? <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna need a priest yeah. on this one. Um, technically, yes, I would say that. Oh, I. <laughs> this episode, it got me in a way that I wasn't expecting it to. Probably because of how how online of a person I am, and so with the way he was acting. With the sword and everything, and just the mannerisms of Lou. And I'm just sitting there going, oh, great, all this is missing is he needs to do the, oh, my God, he did it with the, while you were having sex, I studied the blade. (laughs) And, like, did it word for word. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Literally me. I love the fact that he actually said that to Connor, who was not allowed (laughs) to leave the facility, and I'm going to guess probably hadn't had sex. We, I mean, we don't know. Unless you count the uh, the giant slug that turns into your greatest sexual desire. I don't remember that episode. My mind scarred over that memory. I feel like that's something that's, that, uh, it, that you don't have. They didn't show it. They didn't yeah. show it. But they, of course, <laughs> Powers actually says to him after he says that, he goes, wait, that thing turns into something else? What? Right. What? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> yes. So... <laughs> Any other uh, comments about this one? I do love that Dr. Wilson in this one uh, sides with the uh, metallic people. He's like, overthrow the government, down with them, <laughs> down with the organization. And they're like, Wilson, get off the wall. Okay. It, it seems to show that the administration is just as messed up as the SCPs. Probably because they're around them all the time. Oh, I can believe that. Well, it's full of broken people. 
But, you know, at the end of the day, I feel like everyone has a little basement dweller in them. Mm. You can take the dweller out of the basement, but you can't take the basement out of the dweller. I like that saying. <laughs> I'm going to have to hold on to that one. Now, uh, yeah. let's talk about episode six and seven together, okay? They are kind of a single episode where Connor gets transported to the infinite Ikea, he loses his memory, gets adopted by a tribe of survivors, meets a new love interest that he's not interested in, uh, finds a nemesis in Stanley, and then manages to find his way back uh, and takes his whole tribe with him. Did I cover that enough? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so what did you think about this infinite, uh, this infinite Ikea? Hilarious. Yeah, I, I think this is where we uh, started to hit the height of absurdity with the series. Yeah. Where you've got entire tribes of people living in this Swedish furniture store. That yeah. just goes on forever and ever, right? Yeah, and you have the, the, the small Swedish-ish man. Swedish-ish. Uh, the <laughs> the one, small Swede? The one who was born with two skeletons. Huh. Yep. Uh, yeah, like what a great we, character. We just started hitting some very interesting areas. Like the character design was pretty fun on this one. Mm-hmm. Um, like, yeah, and that, that is one of my favorite things about the show is all the characters are what fairly I, unique looking. What I found very interesting about it is that um, you get the sense that Connor was sent here, I guess, to examine the Infinite IKEA because the Infinite IKEA itself is an SCP. But then you have all these other people that are inside it that are probably SCPs as well, and now they need to get documented. So all the all the researchers are probably like, "Oh wow, that's awesome! We get all this more stuff to document. Woo, more science!" Um, sorry, Cameron, but he was actually going into that dimension to pick up furniture. Really? Yeah, he was literally sent there to go pick up two chairs. Oh, man. Because they didn't have the, the the resources to get more chairs. Wow. That's even, honestly, that's even better. Like, talk about the height of absurdity here. That's, um, like, something, that's like something out of a Monty Python sketch. It costs less money to open an interdimensional portal than to get two office chairs. Yes, to go into this new dimension and reclaim two chairs from, like, this infinite world. Go and take down the chair empire just so that you can, you know, take some furniture back with you. So, how about the strange part between the two episodes showing the possible birth of the dark entity that controls Connor? The what what now? Oh, you kind of forgot about that, didn't you? Well, I didn't realize that that was how it was connected. Oh, you weren't looking at the eyes then. Oh. 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 Well, now that you say that, and now it's starting to connect dots for me. Huh. Wow. It's still kind of ambiguous at this part, like what they're going to do going forwards. I know that it takes a long time to animate these shows. Um, I know we're going to get to that in a little bit, but... Yeah, I don't know what to think about it yet, because it is so ambiguous at this point. It is. Mm-hmm. But I kind of feel that's what this uh, series does. It's, it's going to make all these isolated points, and it's going to draw them all together and make its single episode, mm-hmm. or its single show. It's kind of like graphing the stars, because they're constantly flying away from one center point, and it's trying to relocate that center point. Mm. That's the way I think about it. Um, but... Now that we're kind of done talking about these episodes, let's talk about the characters, starting with Connor. Mm. 
So Connor's story begins when he was found by an old lady in a car full of his dead corpses at the age of four due to the continuous death by heat exhaustion of him being locked in the car. Ugh, well, that's dark. That's that that that's dark. Yeah, that is dark. <laughs> but uh, now, since they don't know how he is able to regenerate himself, they keep him confined uh, to make sure his ability isn't dangerous. He's very sarcastic and easygoing. And what do you think about his character? He's kind of boring, or I I find him kind of boring compared to everything else that we see. But perhaps that's well, he's he's grown up there, and if they keep using him as a control, in a sense, kind of makes sense that he's just kind of not necessarily that he's a broken person, but just sort of like most people that have to be in stressful occupations like that, they are just very non-emotive and just almost dead inside. Yeah, he doesn't drive the story, it just kind of happens to him. Which, I guess is, like, reasonable in a world that is this absurd. Mm -hmm. Even boring people have insane lives when you're surrounded by insanity. Yep, that's very true. Very true. That's basically the whole point of, uh, what was that one zombie movie with those two English guys? Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead. Same guys. Yeah. Yeah, right. Shaun of the Dead. That's kind of the whole point of Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. Uh, personally, I think his character is actually written this way because it's a very much a contrast compared to what is happening to him. So That makes sense. Well, he works well for the purposes of what Lord Bung is doing with SCPs. That is correct. So let's carry on to Natalie Powers. Uh, she's sort of the Harleen Quinzel of the series. A kind, polite individual, sort of girlfriend to Connor. Uh, loves to hang out and do her psychologist work with the Foundation. Any comments about her? I, <laughs> makes sense that you uh, call her Harleen Quinzel as opposed to Harley Quinn. Uh, seen as how we very much have the gets a little too involved with her clients and definitely feels that she's making progress. Though... Thankfully, she seems to be too involved with uh, someone who is not going to break her like the Joker would. Instead, we just have someone who's just Pretty probably normal. does. It's not even that he's normal. I, in some ways, I almost feel like he doesn't really know how to respond to how she acts because he's not been socialized. No, no, he's been very unsocialized. They've talked about that in the Hangouts episode. I feel like she could use a lot more character development and also a review with her ethics board. Any any kind of sociological experiment where the experimenter is also in a relationship with the subject crosses a couple lines. So just like Harleen Quinzel? Yeah! <laughs> yes! But let's talk about the fact that the uh, the ethics board is an actual board. That is kept in confinement. <laughs> really? Yeah, it will actually address the ethics of uh, there's a certain an ethics board. <laughs> yes. Oh my god, that is a board. That is a board, and it is kept in confinement. Oh they don't my understand god, how it works. it's so <laughs> perfect, god. but I hate it. That's that's great. <laughs> dad jokes are now canon. <laughs> there's a canon of dad jokes too. No, 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 no. no. Oh. 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 
You got us both. Oh. It'll never end, my friends. Oh. It certainly won't now. Oh, God. So, uh, let's talk about some of the other characters who don't matter as much, but here's a couple short descriptions of them. There's Marcus. He's a high-ranking military official who works within the organization to keep the security. Uh, there's Dr. Pierce, who is the member of the Dingus. You said Dingus. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> we have Wilson, who is another researcher. And there are other less known characters present, but we are running out of time. Like the fish head man. Oh, I love him. Uh, by the way, that is actually an SCP. I don't know if you know that you, one. You told I, me. I kind of figured that. It's a can of sardines that when you open up turns into a bunch of pistachios. Oh my god. Oh, so that's oh, why oh, he's offering the pistachio. That's... It's a play on that. Um, oh man, that's beautiful. It, it is. It's absolutely beautiful. Or was it pistachios that turn into sardines? I don't remember right now. Th- Whichever way it is. It's, it's, it's excellent. <laughs> it is a food that turns into another food. Yes. So what do you think of this plot so far for this show? Like, it, it is very disconnected. Um, it can, like, they can all be watched totally independently, minus the Ikea episodes, because that was a two-parter. But realistically, you could watch this series in any order and it would still make as much sense as it does right now. Yeah, I would say that it does not really have an arc. It's not serialized. Like, when you say, what do you think of the plot so far, my initial reaction was, what plot? There, There is the plot that happens within the episode, and they're, they're self-contained in a way. Well, like, really, the only kind of overarching stuff is what you were saying happens in the Ikea episode with the dark entity and i didn't even really catch on to that to be fair the plot is actually site 69 which is where he is kept nice obligatory nice they actually uh talk about that (laughs) rules are rules bud rules are rules that is actually also an scp as well rules Um, are rules is an scp no no no, 69 okay um So, <laughs> is everything an SCP? Yes, we as are I, SCPs. At this point. In fact, our podcast is an SCP. It's like now. all those hyper realistic oh, cakes. Is that microphone cake? Oh my god. It could be. Oh god. No, but this cake don't, is microphone. We're, oh, we're getting don't, sidetracked. Don't make, all right, nothing. Don't make me think about nothing that. Nothing is cakes. Um, not even cakes are cakes. <laughs> no. So, uh, so you would agree that there's no real direction the show is going in? I. Um, I, I suppose there isn't a specific direction that they are going in now, but then again, we also don't have a whole lot of episodes, so we haven't gone down that road yet. Lord Bung may choose to do that. Yeah, like, with such a short series, they've dropped hints at bigger things going on, but again, we don't have enough episodes to really see what the long-term direction of it is, and only Lord Bung knows what their plan is long-term. Exactly. As far as we know, yes. Yeah. So, since this is a show on YouTube, what do you think about its animation? Uh, I like it. They, um, like, the characters are different enough that you don't confuse them at all. It's like a fun, fresh, to me, personally, visually appealing style. Bright and colorful for the most part. Um, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a fine style. Like, the animation looks smooth. It's not clunky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that can happen a lot with YouTube shows where the animation is very clunky. Yeah. I was going to say, even like the show Invincible, um, if you guys have seen Invincible. You used to watch it, but yes. Some of the animation, (laughs) I'll look at it and it'll look like one of those Newgrounds clips. 
Yeah, it's 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 surprising even when you've got budgets backed by Amazon that you can still have something that looks so poor quality. Yeah, like the sh- the show is fine, but some of the animation is whack. Yeah. Whereas this, I know exactly what you're referring oh, to too. I know. Um, so the thing I found about this is that um, you know it, it's it's somewhat simplistic, which is fine because if you have simplistic uh, character design, you can have really expressive animation because you don't have to spend as much time redrawing super detailed models and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but one thing that this reminded me of is something that is also like something you absolutely would love, Miles, is, um, well, it kind of reminded me of Super Jail. I love Super Jail. It's actually one of my favorite shows. And it also reminded me of uh, China, Illinois, um, which is another Adult Swim uh like original cartoon yeah Yeah. and it's done by a guy named brad neely who i'm pretty sure you have seen some of his stuff because i know you've watched baby cakes videos i have yes but i don't know this uh china illinois okay we're gonna have to we're gonna have to check it out (laughs) fair enough uh gareth any comments about the workmanship the animation's great like it like there are no real rough edges that stick out to me it's for a small studio YouTube production, it's very good. It's 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 funny. Like I was gonna say it's a fresh idea, but SCPs aren't like fresh anymore. Yeah, like SCPs <laughs> wouldn't really be fresh, but it's a fresh take on it because there aren't really many, at least and again, I haven't really been looking it up, but there aren't many SCP animations that I know of. There are quite a few, but I'm gonna suggest that you spell your fresh with a pH. Um, (laughs) (laughs) move on move move on I think the only thing that I feel that might have been lacking a little bit and this is something that is always hard to do when it comes to online collaborative stuff is sound mixing and sound editing yeah it's hard it is hard to do Lord Bung has stated that that was a failing on that episode. And Lord Bung has stated, <laughs> "Well, good on good on them for for that." But I mean, again, I don't hold that against them because I can think of a lot of other on uh, YouTube collaborative stuff. Even just going back to a bridged series from the the two thousands. You'd have one person who's got a great mic, and then you have someone else who's got like the shittiest, cheapest mic. And you can't... I mean, maybe you can understand them, but at the same time, you really can't because their audio levels were also really low, and so you're just like, shit, what did that person say? They're whispering. So I think the term for that is referred to as Kennied from the (laughs) South Park series because nobody could understand what Kenny was saying. Well, I mean, that's just an example, right? Of course. That's the only thing that I could think of that, you know, could have used a little bit more time and work. But it, that that that's work. I mean, as the person who's edited most of these episodes, it takes time. It's hard. And we all have, like, we have one mic that we're sharing. Yeah. Let alone having Let multiple alone, people yeah. using their own mic systems mm-hmm. and recording in their own systems. Exactly. Trying to collaborate all of these separate sound files into mm-hmm. one main one. Absolutely. Oh, what I'll a try Frankenstein and, wreck. I'll try and send my audio via PDF. I'm sure it'll work fine. 
<laughs> I'll send it. I'll send it. UWU. <laughs> Hate it. Hate it so much. What can I has benefit of doubt, please? Oh, can, oh, oh. Why come you don't like this? Uh, let's go on to uh, just a quick little thing about it. There are a bunch of music videos and a couple lore dumps that Lord Bung has put out. Maybe we should check those out if you guys want us to. Send us a, a message through Twitter or Instagram. You can find us there. Only fans. Not yet. Maybe eventually. Ah, <laughs> uh, hmm. <laughs> that way you guys can truly find out why I say my parents think I have the face for a podcast. <laughs> so. He's <laughs> got a face well, built I mean, for radio, kids. Well, speaking of the music, though, it's creepy. Um, it's creepy enough that it's unsettling. And so. It's, it definitely adds to the overall atmosphere because even even the music that they use for uh, for the title sequence is really great to just kind of get you in the mood of this is going to be weird. Yeah, they're actually using a modified version of a song called Hey Girl in the Pines. Well, it's it's the song that's very similar to um, Where Did You Sleep Last Night by Nirvana, which yeah. I feel like more people are probably familiar with. So the song that they're using in this is actually a dark country song, and it's a spin from it. The original one is called Hey Boy in the Pines. It's sung by, by a woman, and then they've, there's another twist on it called Hey Girl in the Pines, and that's the one they're using because it's just a little bit more creepy. And I know exactly mm. what song you're thinking about, Gareth, and that is an awesome song. No, oh, I listen to it weekly. <laughs> like as really? in very, very quietly? Oh my god! Oh my god, Jesus. Every time. You make it too easy. Oh, I'm just using English! <laughs> oh man. Well, I'll give you a minute minute. Oh. So. Anyways, yeah, I do like the music of this myself. Um, do you feel the same way about the older songs that they've included in this in the episodes themselves? Like, Let Me Feel Alive. Yeah, I do feel that way, actually. I, I, again, similar to other series that we've watched where sometimes the music doesn't stand out and it just adds to the background and um, heightens the atmosphere. Fair enough. What about you, Gareth? Uh, all I can really add is that the song in the Genesis episode, which eventually turns Connor into a tree, uh, it, 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 it'll stick in your head. Yeah, it'll stick in your head for a while. It's a very simple tune that carries on nicely. But it's okay, I can get you to listen to some nice uh, electronic hurdy-gurdy that will definitely clear that from your head. <laughs> oh, That's yeah, a fun name sure. for an instrument. It's an excellent fun name for an instrument. Mm. So, any final thoughts? Uh, anybody else that's listening to this episode should definitely go straight to the SCP website, uh, scpwiki.wiki.com, or just go to your favorite search engine of choice and just type in SCP or Secure, Contain, Protect, and it should take you to the right website. There are over 6,000 now, last time I checked, so it has exploded over the last decade. Cause I feel like the first ones probably came out 15 years ago. Oh yeah, it's about that long. So, Wait. yeah, you guys are going to have a, an absurd amount of SCPs to go through. Wait, it's called SCP Wiki? What? It's I thought 
I thought you had showed. I thought you, Miles, had showed me SCP Foundation. Is that the same thing? Yes, I, I think so. Oh, oh man! Wikipedia has absorbed it all. I hate that. You know, it used to be all the great fun where you had wiki names that were had to do with you know the 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 setting that you were in. Like the Star Wars wiki was called Wikipedia. You know why it happened? It's because when Jimmy Wales. Put all those ads up saying, for only $2, we can keep Wikipedia free. You didn't give Jimmy Wales your $2. Yeah. I gave Jimmy Wales my $2. I can sleep easy. To say Big (laughs) BBL. I still would have. Whatever. Uh, Jimmy Wales is listening on my phone. Okay, so. At at any rate, um. Actually, if people want to look for something that might be another good introduction for SCPs and they're really into video games, they should absolutely check out Control, made by Remedy. And for those that maybe don't know the company, but do know games, Max Payne 1 and 2 was done by Remedy. So if you liked Max Payne, then you should absolutely check out Control. And it also happens to be an SCP game. So What is the Remedy for Maximum Payne? What? Max Payne? <laughs> High five, that was excellent. Oh. Uh, it turns out it was actually uh, either um, painkillers or the Valkyrie drug. <laughs> so, perhaps both. <laughs> and in this room of collective dad jokes, none of us that we know of are currently fathers that we know of. That we know of. It's the only way to explain my unbelievable punniness. Anyways, uh, so, would you like to see more of these scary things? Yes. Oh, yeah. Like, the SCP lore is deep and rich. Lord Bound could keep making these episodes for as long as they want. Okay, well, what about other than SCP things? Would you like to oh, see more? Oh, all kinds more? of other scary things? Yes. Oh, yeah. Great. I have a couple great series for you guys. We're not I'm doing for... Human Centipede. No, that's not scary. It's okay. stupid. <laughs> Again, it, that just falls right back into the, the poor scientific uh, general. What do you call it? generalization? It, it, not generalizable. Gen- yeah, not generalizable. At least stuff. I hope it's not generalizable. How nope. many people do they have to sew together before they realize it won't work? So, unfortunately, that's all we have for today. I'm your host, Miles. I'm Cam, and I'm Gareth, and we'll see you next time. <laughs> see ya.